God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. Where are you? And a related question, are you there when you're there? We might be at a place physically, but mentally, we are somewhere else. You should have a set of keys to the house or apartment where you live. It's your dwelling place. You don't have to knock or ask permission of anyone to enter. It's your right. On an airplane, you have a ticket with your seating assignment. It's your right to sit in that seat. You may have even asked for or paid for that seat. These are all physical situations, but now I ask you, where are you spiritually? Do you have a spiritual dwelling place? As a Christian, you have a seat at the right hand of God. You've been given the right to be there. In today's episode, I want to explore such placement. If you're wondering where you are and where you should be, today's episode could be a benefit. Give a listen. Knowing where you're at is a fairly important matter. You can't easily get to a destination if you're not where you think you are. If you're running a marathon and you think it's the last mile and you want to start to sprint, when in reality you're only 10 miles into the race, you're not going to make it very far. In business, if you think you should have a corner office the second day you're at work and it's a new job you're unfamiliar with, and have no expertise in, you may be looking for a new job shortly after asking for that corner office. But amazingly, without any training, without any expertise, without any qualifications other than faith in the risen Christ, you have been made to sit at the right hand of God. You are seated. As a new creation, you are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. Talk about getting a good seat. This seat excels all. It is far above. This seat is of power and might. This seat is of authority and dominion. This seat is Christ and ours. We are joint heirs. In this seat, you are at the right hand of God. In this seat, you have divine intimacy. In this seat, you have citizenship. In this seat, you have a heavenly vantage point. In this seat, you have a royal prerogative. We were raised up and made to sit. It isn't about our works, but God's. He has placed us in Christ. So as you live your life, remember that where you may be sitting is not where you're seated. So where are you? My poem hopefully has given you a few things to consider about the seat you have been made to sit in. This is one place where assigned seating is pretty awesome. Once we confess Christ as Lord and become identified in Him, this was part of the package deal, and oh, what a deal it is. Ephesians chapter 2 gives us a few details of what God has done for us, starting in verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you start out being dead in sins, but when you come into Christ and invite him into your heart and confess him as Lord, 
and believe in the resurrection, you become dead to sins. You are crucified dead and buried with Christ, and then the transition happens. You are quickened, which means to be made alive, and then raised up together, and then made to sit together in Christ in the heavenly places, otherwise known as the right hand of God. To be seated at the right hand of God in Christ seems like a very prestigious honor, but it is much more than an honorary award or event. To be seated at the right hand of God is, as Ephesians chapter 2 shows, part of our identity. And less understood, it is the basis of our empowerment. To be identified with Christ is to be recognized as him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, We are ambassadors for Christ and stand in his stead. Consider the power and authority of Jesus Christ revealed in Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. When Christ was raised up and made to sit at the right hand of God, he was placed far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Jesus was placed in a position of authority and ability. As a judge is seated in a courtroom, so also are we. The judge has the final say. He is the authority when he sits on the bench. A familiar phrase that describes this is seat of authority. To be seated at the right hand of God gives us our authority. What is our attitude and our perspective towards life? Are we under things or on top of things? All things are under Christ's feet. We are as he is, So all things should be under our feet. But do we believe this promise and claim it as ours? Unfortunately, being appointed to a position does not mean we will automatically walk in all of its power and authority. We must learn to rise up and claim who we have been made. Do we see ourselves as citizens of heaven? Consider this in Philippians chapter 3 verse 20. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The word conversation in the Greek can also be translated citizenship. Our place of birth, our citizenship, is a heavenly one. We are defined and can be empowered by our citizenship. The laws state the rights and privileges each individual has within a country. We are citizens of heaven. We are born of the Spirit. We are children of God. The challenge is, do we identify with our earthly citizenship or our heavenly citizenship? Consider what it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. 
According to this verse, you have two choices. You can be in Adam and receive the rights and privileges he has provided as a citizen of the flesh, sickness, death, separation from God, or you can be in Christ and claim and receive the rights and privileges he has provided, life, forgiveness, reconciliation to God, just to name a few. The choice is ours. In Adam, we can identify ourselves according to the flesh, but in Christ, we can identify with him and receive everything we need for a more than abundant life. Consider what Christ did for us, revealed in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. The words Jew or Greek show ethnicity. The words bond nor free show class. The words male nor female show gender. What identity, what element do you want to emphasize in your life? Will it be the things of the flesh or of the spirit? But in this verse it says that none of these things exist in Christ. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Our old man identity has been totally stripped away. Our status as Jew or Gentile has no strength or effect in Christ for anything. Our citizenship card for heaven has Jesus' picture on it. In some cultures, the gangs identify themselves according to a section of a city or even a street. We are identified by where we sit in Christ. We are seated at the right hand of God. So the name of our gang could be Seated Ones? It sounds silly, but men take on all sorts of names to identify themselves. We are seated. We are in God's presence. You can't get a better seat in the house than that. We're at his right hand. He loves it when you lean over and cuddle with him. He is your father, but he's also your dad or maybe your pops. Many of our fathers are given nicknames that are used in intimate conversation. Whatever you call him, call upon him every day and all day long. As any loving father would react, he loves when his children come to him for whatever reason. But he really loves it when we come to express our love and gratitude. You are a child of Almighty God. You are in an eternal family. Therefore, we must come to the realization that we are so much more than citizens of a nation. We are made in God's image, which is spirit. His spirit gives us dominion, greater dominion than God originally gave to Adam. God put Adam into the garden to dress it and keep it. Stop and think. You are seated next to your heavenly Father, but living here on earth. What did he put you here to do? So where are you? I keep asking this question because I want you to think about it. I want you to recognize that you have a choice of where you live. The price of houses and apartments may be out of the range of many of us, but when we recognize where we are seated and that our true home is in the heavenlies, things of this earth fade in importance. 
to live with the attitude of being a citizen of heaven, seated at the right hand of God, will change our everything. How we look at the difficulties of life will change because we realize we are seated next to God who can provide to us whatever we need. Take a moment today, or maybe take several moments today, and see yourself seated on the throne of God. For many years, I, as an artist, tried to depict a throne lavish enough for God Almighty to sit upon. But then it dawned on me, though he is God Almighty, he is also the God of love, God who is love. Therefore, his throne is a love seat. Time to take your rightful place and live in his love. This episode was taken largely from a chapter in my book, As He Is. This book contains poems and essays on our identification with Christ. It is available at Amazon.com. God bless you. Have a great day.